Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great. And my plan, people are like, oh where do you God. do all your free time? And I'm like, I'm going to buy a video game console and just become a loser. That's my plan. <laughs> That's the good news. I will have an opinion on this next fall. All the sad right. news is I have not decided yet. And we'll still be doing the podcast. So it's Oh, for perfect. sure. And I'm just going to be, perfect. it's going to be, the podcast will just me, be me doing Red Dead Redemption 2 takes. That'll be it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's great. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. fantastic it is beautiful out here all no right question about it all right good 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 Asheville uh was lovely today busy with uh teaching uh these days uh but in this podcast we're not worried about 2021 we're worried about two thir- 2013 will Ben Barton get a little misty-eyed when we play this song from 2013 Jeff Simons hit it Oh, we we can't hear it, so that's awkward. I'm very misty-eyed, though. That silence (laughs) reminded me of the emptiness in my soul. That was sad, and also that wasn't called for, Tim, that you would be like, play Ben Martin's silence and see if it makes him cry. Promise me you don't edit the sad, just like... We're 46 episodes in and we're still like just idiots with the technology. Let's try that again, shall we? Oh, I know it. Oh, this actually does give me misty eye. Oh, no. Right away. These are my guys. Yeah. It's been a long day. I love this song. I'm not even going to flex at all. I love this song. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. When they brought his reanimated corpse back with the computer programming to make his face, I was very touched. Okay, stop it right there. Damn, we need yeah, I need some ways to things we flew, yeah. the things we've been through. Then I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh. Now, it's, it's just fascinating for someone who, who really hasn't seen anything from the Fast and Furious franchise besides the, uh, the train scene that I mentioned before. Ben, have you seen every Fast and Furious oh, movie? and then some. I've seen them multiple times. I dragged <laughs> the girls to some? them. I love Fast mean? and Furious. I love, I don't like it. I love it. Hey, Jeff, God. what's the name of the piano guy? Charlie Puth. Okay. So here's what's <laughs> hilarious about this song. Okay. Is they were like, hey, we should do like a, a tribute song. Hey, hey, is Bruno Mars available? Oh, he's not? What's like B-list Bruno Mars? And they're like, oh, that guy's not available? Oh, that, how about... I don't know, Charlie Pooh? They're like, yeah, he's yeah. available. Okay. That's when they get to the piano thing. And then rappers, they're like, Kanye, we need we need Kanye. And they're like, oh, not available? Okay, maybe Jay? Oh, not available? Okay. Khalifa? Oh, he's available. Like, yeah. It's a combo of the total seedless guys. And this was a gargantuan hit. Like, this was gargantuan. their number one hit yeah. all summer. Yep. Well, and not only do also, they... It's, it's also for the guy who's like five down the row in the Fast and the Furious cast isn't it like oh no he's the guy oh he was the star original jeff i don't even don't even start with me man i mean i am neither (laughs) he's an original member of fast and the furious (laughs) oh please for sure Um, perhaps you were thinking of tokyo drift oh yes i mean terrible uh, awful no it's awful awful. yeah dude it's just so awful i don't Uh, i'm not making fun of a a, no 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 i I know honestly you can make fun of me he died like in a driving wreck 
like yeah but that's terrible it makes me very yeah. sad i don't want that to happen to people yeah and he wasn't even driving um yeah his his friend was driving a porsche and went off the road and hit a gas pipe apparently um are you serious and paul walker died Ugh. so yeah i heard people got super choked up at the scene in the movie where, i was definitely choked up for it for where sure. they say goodbye ah oh, it's sad all right well welcome to 2013 you got your By tragedy way, i got my tragedy out speaking of the way of kanye speaking of kanye i watched the family feud episode where he and kim are contestants really uh, the other night and down the youtube rabbit hole and uh, it did not disappoint <laughs> Okay. I mean, Kanye celebrated winning at the end the way you would ex- you would expect a guy who just pitched a no hitter in the World Series. He was like, "Number one answer, show me water." Bing, and he won. You know, they got the two hundred points, and he high fived the whole front row. He's like, oh, "Hell yeah!" Kanye. It was awesome. Oh, rightfully awesome. so. Oh yeah, totally. Welcome to 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys on the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network. Uh, We're psyched that you're here with us. Running down the clock, 2013. We're coming up on 2021 super fast. So, hey, if you've been meaning to give us a review, now's (laughs) the time. (laughs) You don't know what it's going to look like after 2021. It's going to be it's going to be bad. All right. I will say I'm starting to get uh, I guess you could call it fan mail giving us ideas of what we should do when we run out. of. Oh, oh is that is that true? In because fact, I've gotten anti fan mail from India can cannon. Oh. She was like, I heard your ideas and they're all terrible. Oh, Move no. On to the albums. She was oh, just God. not interested. I, totally she was going to be our guest. Albums. Yeah. She doesn't um, want to so- be a guest. I just want to do a quick plug. Um, this this will come out on March 10th. And okay. two days later, I did a guest spot on a very cool podcast called Bend and Scoop, okay. um, which is about vinyl music collections and music fandom. And uh, Don, who does the podcast, we had a, I had a great interview with him. We talked about my record. We talked about our podcast. But he was very excited about what we could do next and had... Uh, Several good ideas. I took copious notes. But if you're looking for podcasts for to check out besides ours, um, you can check out Bend and Scoop, which is uh, available uh, in all the same places. A, a podcast devoted to vinyl records. You, yes. You, you found your people. Oh, he was definitely like, <laughs> I mean, he's like, you know, he had the other half of my amulet. You know, from, <laughs> it was like very quick. All right. Well, let's go to 2013. Some good news. Lance Armstrong comes clean turns <laughs> out he was using the whole time and Bring not only it. using but like forcing other dudes to use too so that they were all dirty yeah and yeah. um and he finally got caught no more sanctimonious lance armstrong although I, like last year didn't he try to make a comeback and have interviews and stuff didn't go he started well. making fun of it too like remember he did like uh he was like a fake voice in a thing about steroids where you're playing like, I mean, it was it was in bad tug um edward snowden leaks evidence that the nsa had collecting thousands upon thousands of emails from american citizens uh were either of you shocked with that disclosure i just assumed that was going on the whole time yeah yeah and continues to go on i assume that somebody is collecting this information while we do it our podcast yeah I mean, okay. we're on the internet. I assume there's somebody in a bunker listening somewhere waiting <laughs> to hear one of the Oh, no way. It's all done by AI. Believe me. Yeah. As soon as they assigned a human to listen to our podcast, they were like, oh, can we get a computer? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Sony releases the PlayStation 4. Microsoft releases Xbox One. Uh, Jeff, whose camp are you in? I have no camp. I have no. I I'm in the. Uh, I wish Super Mario Three still worked. Camp. Ben Barton, who's camp? I mean, I have good news for you and bad news for you. The good news is that my beloved daughter Georgia oh. uh, will graduate from high school and theoretically go to college in the fall. Great. And my plan 
People are like, oh where do you God. do all your free time? And I'm like, I'm going to buy a video game console and just become a loser. That's my plan. <laughs> That's the good news. I will have an opinion on this next fall. The all sad right. news is I have not decided yet. And we'll still be doing the podcast. So it's oh, for perfect. sure. And I'm just going to be, perfect. it's going to be, the podcast will just me, be me doing Red Dead Redemption 2 takes. That'll be it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's great. I, I love went. it. You're like, I think that this will be the first time ever that Ben has regressed. Like Ben is a remarkably progressive <laughs> right. adult. Like he keeps growing, getting yeah, smarter, getting better shape. Dude, the video game thing, that's the true art form. That's the true art form of the 21st century. I can't okay. wait to tell you all about it. All right, let's all right. get to the Grammy winner of 2013. <laughs> I love this one. I think this is our top Grammy winner uh, of the podcast Ooh, of all time of all time right now it's the grammy winner royals by lord i've never seen a diamond oh, in the yes, flesh royal yep i cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies and i'm not proud of my address in the torn up town no postcode but every song's like gold teeth, gray goose dripping in the bathroom, blood stains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. But everybody's like crystal, Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash. We don't care. We aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be royal. I mean, I don't, I don't know her. I don't know what she looks like, but she sounds so cool. Am I right? She's Sixteen, right? On the stop. What teenager, right? Oh no, she's older I feel than weird. That. Okay. Not much though, right? No, she's like she's definitely in the high school area, but this is, uh, like, later than Love Club. Okay. That was she, when she was really little. Does she have an album before this? Yeah, she's got an EP called Love Club. Oh, huh. I and then Pure Heroin comes out after this. Oh, and the, 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 the EP's fantastic. She's great. My daughters yeah. love her. She might be Georgia's favorite artist. Um, okay. And it's not Pure Heroin. It's the next record that's her absolute favorite. Yeah, the next one kicks ass. She's good, yeah. man. She's really fantastic. She's a super like hardworking songwriting person. I saw her at Bonnaroo, and it was really one of the most memorable sets I've ever seen at Bonnaroo. That's so a she big comes statement. out, and she's having technical problems. And I can't remember. I think the first song was Melodrama, but... Um, Ernest Greenlight was the first song. So she comes out and she's, she can't hear herself in the monitor. And so she's flat. And so she's like, she's like singing and it sounds okay, but you can see she's like motion to the sound guy, sound guy. And then she eventually is like, stop, 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 stop. And she's like, I'm super sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. leaves the stage. So we waited another five minutes. She comes back out, same song, same problem. Oh no. It's another 30 seconds in. I'm having technical difficulties. And now she's like on the verge of crying. She's really, really, really upset. She goes back off. It's like a seven-minute delay. Ooh. She comes back out before even the music starts. And so this is the uh, headlining set at Bonnaroo. There must be 65 oh, to 80,000 people right. there. <laughs> There's a roar, like a deafening roar before she even sings. Like she can't start because the crowd is so loud. And she gets all choked up. But she acts just like, uh, like not to be mean to Taylor Swift, but in comparison to that, she appears to be legitimately moved by it. <laughs> and she was like, I can't believe the support you have for me. I can't believe this community. I'll never forget this. Goes into it. Perfect set. It was amazing. Oh, it was an amazing, awesome. amazing moment. Cool. Um, and she's just fantastic. Now I like her even more. Yeah. This is great. Now, uh, Ben Barton, <laughs> for someone who doesn't buy a lot of music and perhaps happens upon music. I I once got her confused with Lana Del Rey. Could you just give me a 10 second, what's the mm -hmm. difference between the two artists? Go. 
So Lana Del Rey is also one of George's favorites oh. and also one of mine. Uh, here's the difference is that um, Lord's from New Zealand. Oh, okay. So that'll help, right? Lana Del Rey is from America. Lord is more up-tempo. Okay. Uh, both of them, however, are these like, weird in my opinion feminist icon artists who completely do their own thing are massive gargantuan hits similar to adele where they don't sound like anything on the radio like, okay when this song hit on the radio the first time i heard the song i was like ah, what is that like right. like it <laughs> sounds completely different the production is like nothing else on the radio and it, it mocks everything on the radio with the tigers on a gold right beach yeah and oh, the watches great. and stuff so like funny. it's so funny um, but yeah, it, honestly, like in between those two, like if you were like, can you tell me the difference between Dua Lipa and somebody who is also Dua Lipa? I would be like, I have no idea what the difference okay. is between them. Okay. Um, these two are actually sort of similar. Okay. Uh, Lana Del Rey is Maybe. lower tempo and sadder, I would say. Okay. Yes. Lower That's tempo fair. and sadder. Lana Del Rey. He's trying not yeah. to say boring, but that's no, no, I mean. dude. I'm a big Lana Del Rey guy too. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, we'll believe me. 2019, you're gonna have to eat that. All right. 2013 sees Pakistan's Prime Minister Raja Pervez Ashraf complete his first full term, which is a big deal because it's the first time since Pakistan became a country that the ruling president finished out the entire term. Good so Lord, are, is that true? That is true. No assassinations, no votes of no confidence, no uh, upheavals. Uh, it's the very first time here in 2013. When does Pakistan become a country? 48, right? Right. Oh. Yeah. And it becomes the nuclear power when? In the mid-80s? Yes, but greater than that. I, I had no idea that. I mean, I knew that there were assassinations back in the day, but I, I didn't know this was the first time the government was that's intact. Incredible. That's really, that's an insane term. record. Yeah. It's like the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. just a bad <laughs> or the, that's right. Or the piano player in the Grateful Dead. I was just going to make that same joke. <laughs> right. Or the drummer in Spinal Tap. We've got a bunch <laughs> yep. of these. We got yeah. a bunch. Um, 2013, also the Boston Marathon bombings that hit home with me, uh, given that I was not running in the Boston Marathon, but I, I, you know, I grew up on the route of the Boston Marathon. Um, so that was insane to watch that unfold on TV. 2013 also brought us Google Glass. Did either of you, did either of you purchase a Google Glass? Pair of glasses. Are you me? I can you, you have no idea how much shit those guys, those people got in the city when they went out with their Google. I mean, like it was it, an invitation to get punched in the face. It like did they not were instantly take. unpopular. It didn't take. No. 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 Well, I, you looked like an idiot, and then they were you were constantly tapping and, <laughs> and I mean it was just like it was one of those things like like getting off the Google bus now is a great divide in the city. Like what's a Google bus? Glasses. What do you mean? Oh, they drive. Well, Google has its oh, own transportation campus. service for its workers. There was a moment when people were getting mugged every day coming off the Google bus because the bus oh, says God. Google on it. And so people were <laughs> just like driving two blocks behind it, getting out and then like, and I'll be taking your money now. So, yeah, but Google Glass was like an instant indicator of uh of of the worst kinds of uh, I, technical yeah impulses. I felt it would be too busy like I wouldn't I wouldn't want that all that stuff going on that close to my eyes I assume so. it was ninety eight percent porn too right I mean <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out a way to get America more porn Google um oh this is an awkward segue. All right, so we're reconnected here on the Zoom link, and I could go in one of two directions given that lead-in. We could talk about Miley Cyrus twerking at the MTV Music Awards, or um, we got a new pope. Which is the better segue? <laughs> ah. I think you'll be more comfortable with a new pope, Tim. <laughs> stick, stick with the new pope. New pope. Pope 
Benedict the 16th resigns as Pope. He's the first Pope to do so since the year 1415. Who was it who resigned in 1415? I will give you the first oh name. God. All you have to do is oh, it's Pius the second. It's Pius Gregory. The second. It's Gregory. The what? <laughs> the mighty. Gregory the bold Gregory the hammer Gregory the quitter I believe he became known as Gregory the bald Gregory the short Gregory the tall He he was actually uh, Gregory the 12th He was forced to resign Um, Although you got to go back to like Gregory the 12th was forced to resign Yeah you got to go back to the In the 15th century Yes, you got to go back to the 13th century to find a for pope what? who resigns voluntarily. First of all, he was hitting the sauce pretty hard for sure. Won, Gregory yeah. was definitely like that. I, I have a little bit of the body and a all lot right. of the blood, and then some this more is... of the blood and the extra blood. You this know who they my... really should have kicked out was that pope from Lady Hawk. He was really a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was evil. Now you're hurting Tim's feelings. Stop making fun. <laughs> This is why my mother will never find out about this podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, The sacrilege. All right. Invitation to cynicism. Miley Cyrus. We're not going to talk twerking? Okay. Thank you. I was scared you were going to skip it. Miley Cyrus twerks at the MTV Music Awards, which led to this uh, great national consternation about this former Disney child star out here um, over-sexualizing herself. And, and the discussion turns to the music industry's over-sexualization of women. And I'm just And wondering, cultural appropriation, too. There's a whole cultural appropriation aspect. That was the really big part of it, yeah. All right, speak. Say, say a little more. I don't want to interrupt the thought. I don't it's remember. Just, that's a traditionally African-American female dance, and she's not black. And she did it. I didn't see the performance. <laughs> oh you did it i uh, know if you were afraid you're afraid of what it might do <laughs> you weren't gonna be able to look your mother in the eye without the like, gregory the 14th told me I not to, to and focus. so i'm out on it <laughs> I, I i don't know what to say about miley cyrus in that moment or now i don't ha- i mean i i like the miley of, cyrus songs i like what do you think of her now she seems to be redefining herself yet again is she? She's actually re-redefining herself. Yeah, I, I like the Malib- that song Malibu and the stuff that she did with uh, whatever that guy. What's the name of the band that she? Flaming guy? Lips. Yeah, her hanging yeah, out with he, that guy. That was he's good. problematic though. Like he's oh. talking about cultural appropriation. Like sure. that whole that shit he did with Erica Badu and and her sister. That was that was pretty uncool. Yeah. So, Anyhow, I like her. I, that's a half dozen Miley Cyrus songs that I like. I write hard the for dude, Party in the USA. I think Party in the USA is a bad I wonder. Yeah. Who is she twerking up against in that performance? Because that was much more uncool. I mean, the, the thing that bothered me the most was like the 45-year-old washed-up dude she was twerking against in that performance. Huh. Isn't that the isn't that the I got no clue. I don't remember. No. I was actually gonna have you guys define oh, twerking. No, it's the perfect segue. It's the dude who had the Number one hit. Is it really? The- yeah. Oh, it's blurred oh, lines. Absolutely right. Yes. Oh my Even, god. Hit. That was the part that was gross. Was I mean, whatever she was doing was whatever. But Robin Thicke's like creepy ass reaction to it, especially considering the video and what we we now know about him. Like he, I think he's the uh, he should have been the object of conversation more than she should have. Frankly. Number one hit of the year. It's the number one hit. Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Everybody get up.
son we know alan thick from growing pains indeed uh, did robin thick have much of a music career before this moment oh yeah he's only seven years younger than we are yeah that's okay yeah that's he your point twice it was twice miley's age i think i hate this song for a number of reasons it's catchy as hell but it's it's just got to give it up by marvin gay like and, and Marvin Gaye's estate won that lawsuit. So that's actually- yeah. And, well, first of all, I can't believe they had to bring it when I first heard it. I was like, OK, well, they just redid Got to Give It Up and they must have given 85 percent of the publishing. Like as somebody who knows how that shit works, like yeah. I cannot believe the estate had to take them to court. And they arrogance- had to they tried to pick they tried to put it past them. Oh, and their, their oh. arrogance in the in the lawsuit was unforgivable. So the, I didn't like that about it. The video is Robert Palmer's Addicted right. to Love. Yeah, objectifyingly updated. Like, I hate the way the men and women position themselves in this video. It feels like a porn movie. There's a isn't there like a nudie version that's like unrated? That's even really grosser. Yeah, there's like a a, a red line version. Everything that's like miss me with that. Um, And I just and and, and, Well, I will say it led to the single greatest Weird Al Yankovic parody of all time. Like, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic's Word Crimes, which is all about grammar problems. Yeah, if you haven't so treated yourself, it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I can't even believe how- I saw Weird Al Yankovic in concert uh, with my son right around this time. And so he did his his parody of Royals, which is about aluminum foil, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. And he did this song and they were, I, I, yeah, he crushes this song. It's weird Al in concert. That's a whole other podcast. He's the greatest (laughs) live act I've ever seen, but this song pisses me off. These guys are arrogant. I like a lot of Pharrell, what he does and other things, but this is a big misstep. Uh, He comes off as a, as a, as an asshole in this video. And Robin Thicke wrote, made that whole record to his ex-wife where he's like, he did a whole Marvin Gaye thing. He made the Hear My Dear record himself, and it really sucks. And uh, so, not a fan. I, I, Jeff, this sorry. I dunk on this, like you know, boo, music okay. business at its lame ass, most lazy. The end. Wow. Disagree. I like this one, and also Pharrell was on the <laughs> tail end of his career. Seriously, we were not going to get much more Pharrell. By the way, when you when you're Pharrell and you work your way down to the Robin Thick single, yeah. Oof. He was That's in a tough rough. spot. This completely recreated his career. I dig that guy's work. I dug, I've dug him since the Neptunes. Like I'm into him. Yeah, me too. Um, and so I'm was super glad to see him rally. And it's a toe tapper. I mean, I agree with everything that Jeff said, but he's, it's a toe tapper. What are you going to do? <laughs> you just got to tap your toes, apparently. Yeah, no I mean, I get what. that. He's not. He's not wrong. I think I'm madder at it because it's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like if it yeah. just sucked, I wouldn't even care about it. But like it gets in your head. Like I'm going to yeah. sing two hours from now. I'm going to be in the kitchen going, bah, da, da, bah, bah. like well, you can't just, just go, you can't weird stop Al, yourself. go weird Al Yankovic. And that'll Believe make me, you feel I do. better. Yeah. That's actually uh, great advice in general, dear listeners. When in doubt, <laughs> go weird Al Yankovic. What would weird Al do? Yeah. WWWA. We're good. All right. Last question before we get to our three songs. Whoever gets this first is the winner. In 2013, in the NCAA championships, Trinity defeated Harvard six to three. What championship am I speaking about? Hopefully polo, but I'm going to get lacrosse. Not lacrosse. Squash! Jeff Simons with the win. Leaning into the white guy part, the 50-year-old white guys. That <laughs> did hurts my that, feelings. Did Haverford have a squash team? Not only First did Haverford have a squash team, you're speaking I to a former member. 
I played <laughs> squash in college. And before everybody decides never to listen to me again, I uh -huh. had never held a squash racket before I became a member of the squash team. I only played squash because they had eight guys and they needed nine to have a team. <laughs> Six and three, you're the, right. I, I was Clearly. the ninth guy, which is how I figured it out. Is it's yeah, it's always up to nine. But nine and Harvard's huh. team plays for the national championship every year. They're they're unbelievably great. Haverford, not as good. I spent most of my college squash career getting my ass beat by high school kids at boarding schools who had actually played squash before. Right, very, right. Super humbling, actually. Well, I remember in Oxford, you're like, hey, do you want to play squash? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. And I just figured I was athletic enough to to handle it. Um, ben, he had me running ragged. Like, I was running into walls. It was awful. The thing doesn't bounce the way it's supposed to bounce. And then he would, like, kill it against the wall. I'd be like, oh, terrible sport. All if right. You're a much better friend than I am, Tim. Because you wouldn't even do it. No <laughs> way. Are you no. freaking kidding me? I'm I out. beat him to death with a stupid racket. There's no way I would play that game. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a funny game where you're supposed to be gentlemen and you're in this uh, tiny little box, like with these rackets hitting a little dead ball as hard as you can. And uh, uh, yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> the whole thing was totally weird. I haven't played it since then, Tim, to give you a sense uh, of well, what a since, since we played. Play yeah, 20-whatever years ago that was. All right. Let's get to our three songs. Our three songs. Uh, who gets to go first this week? I think it's Jeff. I think go, it Jeff. Me. All right. Um, uh, so you usually Grandpa Jeff picks some band nobody's ever heard of and uh, picks a song that wasn't popular. I'm actually picking a great big hit from this year um when i think of 2013 i think of this song i loved it the instant i heard it um i like uh this is a band that continues to be good they, they've made i think three records now maybe maybe four records and there's always a bunch of interesting stuff on each one um they are no a very they are a very cool amalgamation of uh some of the uh like old school los angeles pop factory um, they've got a lot of Fleetwood Mac in them. They've also got a lot of modern uh, production that I like. Lots of harmonies. Um, they know how to use an electric guitar. They also know how to use keyboards and drum samples in ways that don't that don't uh, kind of pull focus or or mess up the the blend between them. I don't love everything they do. I think they sometimes um, make the mistake of chasing a sound rather than chasing a song. If I had one criticism of them and I wish they wrote, I wish they write a song and then figure out the sound for it instead of kind of getting lost in the sonics. But I think this is one of those songs where I, I just was like, this is a gigantic hit single. It deserves all its success. The oh. band is time and the song is the wire, which is uh, my favorite song of 2013. The wire by Heim. relationships that go through and I gave it all away just so I could say that but I know I know I know I know that you're gonna be okay anyway you know there's no right or reason for the way you turned out to be I didn't go and try to change my mind not intentionally I know it's hard to hear you say it but I can't bear to stay in. I just know I know I know I know that you're gonna be okay anyway Never Heim, heard this. H A I M. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, trio, yeah. They're great. Tr trio Tom. from Los Angeles. T H Y M E. 
<laughs> Stop it. That was great. Ben, do you that like that? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I really like them. This isn't my favorite. The 2020 record's my favorite. I think they yeah, just me too. better. Yeah, me I too. I really, really, really like their work. But I dug this. My daughters have seen them live with my dad, no less. Oh, my awesome. My dad took them to see them. Yeah, totally. That's so cool. I think um, that I would want to say the best Me Too song written yet is by Haim. It's on this most recent record. It's called Man at the Magazine. And if you haven't heard it yet, you should check it out. It's two minutes and five seconds long, and it is like – it sums up the rage of the Me Too movement like just like like a crystallized nugget. I can't wow. recommend it higher enough. Great song. All right. Great song. Anyway, now, yeah, I love these guys. I can't so, I, I haven't gotten to see them yet. And uh I can't wait to finally get to see them live. But uh every time they put out a record, I'm I'm day of day of check it out. And I'm not saying Haim. Maybe really it's thought... Haim. I think it's I think it's Haim, but oh, I don't believe it. Corey Haim. All right. You think it's time? I They're do. Great. And that was, was that a hit? I think That was a pretty so. big hit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really, really, really dug the last Vampire Weekend record and all of the stuff that the Haim singer did on that was great too. Hmm. Yeah, they're good all collaborators right. as well. That's another thing. Like they're open, like they're the kind of people who when they bring somebody in, they really want them to change the sound and add something. They don't just bring in names to have a, a bonus name. Yeah, they had like, a stretch as part of Taylor Swift's crew too, so... They're yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're generous. They're just generous, like good. They're good players and good singers and they think musically and they must be fun to hang out with because everybody wants to do stuff with them. So yep. sweet. I'm all right. Go Heim. Ben Barton. Donald Glover Jr. Born September 25th, <laughs> 1983, Edwards Air Force Base, California. Uh-huh. Grows up in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Hey now. Suburbs of Atlanta. Yeah. His mom, Beverly, works at a daycare center, and his dad, Donald Glover Sr., is a postal worker. And this actually becomes relevant when we get to the song. They grow up as uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. And he goes to a performing arts school in DeKalb, and then he goes to NYU uh, Tisch School. And this whole time he's like trying to work as a stand-up comedian and he's doing, um, you know, like weird sketch comedy and he's writing. He apparently has a legendary Simpsons spec script. This is how good his Simpsons spec script is. First, he, when he graduated high school, he was voted most likely to write for the Simpsons, which I love. Second, he gives his spec script out all through the industry and uh -huh. he gets a job at 23 years old writing for 30 Rock. Wow. If you know anything about comedy writing, that's the gold standard. Yeah. Tina right. Fey uh, runs that show, mm -hmm. and she was the head writer at Saturday Night Live. That's like the, the, the way The Simpsons was um, in the day. 30 Rock was like that. Like just yeah. nothing but the funniest people in America, males, females of all different uh races and creeds are on there and they get a 23 year old Donald Glover to come on there. So then he moves from there to community, which is the weirder version of 30 rock. Again, right. just a comedy all-star list while he's doing that. He randomly decides to become a rapper and he puts out <laughs> not one, not two, not three, but four different weird mixtapes. When he decides to become a rapper, He's like, I don't know anything about recording music. I really don't, I really don't know much about music. He gets the guy who's done the theme song and the background music of our community, who's a Swedish guy. And the guy's name is Ludwig Goransson. Okay. Here's Ludwig Goransson was from Sweden. He comes to America to go to the USC film school to learn how to do film scoring. Who's his best friend? Who does he meet? Who? Ryan Coogler. No, he's done the he's done the music for all of Coogler's music, including Fru Fruitvale Station. So Donald Glover's like, you seem like a smart guy. So these two guys have have worked together on all of this music. Like that's his producer. That's his guy is this random <laughs> classical music Swedish guy. So he gets signed. He puts out a 2011 record called Camp. And this is an actual rap record about how hard it is to be a uh, African-American kid at camp in Georgia and the crushes that he had. 
That's the rap record that he puts out. And he's like part of this new wave. Like um, he's, uh, you know, a little bit like weird and artsy in the rap scene. It's also, it's not clear. No one takes him seriously. The entire time, everyone thinks that it's a joke. They think that he's kidding and he winks at it. He kind of is sort of kidding. Like it's really strange. Anyhow, this year, 2013, 2012, he's like quits community, stops appearing on the show, stops writing, takes a year off, lives in Chris Bosch's LA mansion (laughs) and records because the internet a 58 minute rap record. That's like a concept record. And I'll just be Frank, all of his stuff, all the mixtapes, everything has poor, except maybe awaken my beloved has like unlistenable crap in there. Like it's (laughs) very, very, very uneven. The, this, this concept internet record has got a bunch of Roman numerals in it, like Roman numeral one, two, three, four, and random things that interlock and half of it's really bad half of it's amazing and other people and in fact people on this podcast may choose this is america that's the consensus pick of his best song somebody else might choose Redbone. that's another consensus pick for a song that's from the um awaken my beloved record um so basically he comes with this rap record and then three years later he comes out with just a soul record with no rapping at all just him singing it's a funkadelic record basically yeah redone fascinating um my favorite, the one I would select is Sweatpants. That's my favorite Childish Gambino song. It's this a guy, banger. And just before we get into it, it's super weird. <laughs> it's him bragging. The song is so persuasive. He talks about himself as if he's this rich kid who grew up with a really wealthy family and drives a fancy car and has got penthouses on both coasts and everything. It was so persuasive that people actually hated on him for being a faker, for being too rich, even though his dad's <laughs> a freaking postal worker and he grew up with Jehovah's Witness. That's, That's how persuasive great. the stupid song is. <laughs> Jeff, Sweatpants. Sweatpants by Childish Gambino. Haters wonder why Gambino got the game yeah. Half tied thicky, all she wanna do is bang her. Yeah. Got her head done, French braids, now she ASAP Bino so insensitive, she asking why you say that I'm chillin', real nigga feelin' Rich kid, asshole, paint me as a villain Still spittin' that cash flow, DJ Khaled I got penthouse on both coasts, PH, balance Real nigga, I rep those, why though? Cause I said so Get deep in that Pepto, I got five on it like Ben Folds. I got more tail than that pet coat. You faker than some sweet and low Yeah, you got some silverware, but really, are you eatin' no? Are you eatin' no? Nigga, are you eatin' no? Breakfast, lunch, and dinners for beginners, you ain't eatin' no Never catching cases, why they faces look so EMO Watch a hater hate me, wanna play me like a piano My architect, no Japanese, yo girl, she Japanese No hands like soccer teams, y'all fuck boys like soccer teams You niggas ain't Japanese, niggas ain't looking like me Nah, I ain't checking ID, but I found some with no problem Tell them problem Oh my God. So I'm September winning. 6th, 2018, the opening show for the This Is America tour. He plays Duluth, Georgia, right around the corner from where he grew up. Uh-huh. Uh, my whole family and two other families in my neighborhood all caravan down there and we <laughs> sit in the pit to watch him. So there's a couple of things notable about it. First, it's the first show of this This Is America tour. Second, his parents are there. His parents are there. It was really, really powerful. Like he left the stage and came out and like the spotlight came out on him in the crowd. And he's like, this is my mom and dad. Oh, third. It was insane. It was a crazy, crazy show. And Jeff saw it at Bonnaroo, the shortened version of it. So he's got a whole fancy set with his like rotating mirrors on it and stuff. He comes out. He sings the song, first song, and the first song is a like an unreleased song, Atavista, and then Algorithm, and then he goes into All Night. He's, um, there's no band. There's nothing. And if you've listened to the Awaken My Love record, it's very band friendly. Like, it would not be a problem for him to have a whole band behind him and a chorus and other people to take the, the, the spotlight away. 
It's just him. And he is an unbelievable entertainer. He is a world-class dancer. He's a world-class singer and a world-class rapper. Like when you listen to this, there's parts where he speeds it up super fast. He's doing that live and dancing and hitting every single beat and every single note. It was a jaw-dropping performance. And this is from a guy who made the TV show Atlanta and has been, yeah. you know, with like Lando Calrissian. <laughs> like, he's in The Martian. Right. You know, There's not much you could do young. to surprise me. I was freaking gobsmacked by how good he was. When he came out without a band, I was like, we're in for a long night. Because I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you see a solo entertainer without a band or, or nothing else, like it can be a really, really bad experience. It was the opposite he personally carried it just himself, and it was incredible. Like, he is a, a total five-tool player. And the thing that's crazy about him, and this, this song actually sort of represents it a little bit, like, he doesn't give a half a shit. He could care less. Like, he does a rap song about growing up super wealthy, even though he's not wealthy. Then he yeah. puts out a Funkadelic record. Then he puts out a bunch more weird records, all at the same time where he puts out Atlanta, which is an, un like, best tv show like series, just yeah. so hilarious and he's right isn't right and isn't a star wars movie and he's just doing whatever comes to him as he goes he and chance the rapper are super good buddies uh he's got a whole bunch of projects with him there's a chance that he and chance were going to do a whole other record together and he's just sort of bouncing along from one thing to another doing each one exceptionally well like it's he's an amazing amazing artist and like on all fronts he is an old school entertainer and the oldest i mean i think about like the people who literally sang for their supper back in the renaissance right like a patron like a royal family would like hire a guy to entertain them at night like what do you got and they had to have songs and jokes and you'd be able to Dances, juggle and yeah. write lyric poetry and dance and do it all and and have new shit every day <laughs> yeah. and we yeah. We have gotten used to the idea that you could that people are allowed to do one thing well and then everything else is unacceptable right sure. you're stepping you're stepping out of your lane and you think you're this and you're not that we don't even like people who can sing to be able to act anymore and if you're, mm -hmm. a, if you're right. and what i love about this guy is that he's obviously just trying out the stuff that he loves right like, mm -hmm. it's obvious to me. When I heard Awaken My Love, I burst out laughing because it was like, well, somebody's been listening to Funkadelic. And I just have this image of him like after, by the way, you have not mentioned that he has a he has a one hour stand up comedy special. Oh, yeah, comedy, right. Which is really funny, <laughs> which like like better than most stand up comedians. And he obviously one day was like, I'd kind of like to do an hour of stand up. And I. Three months later, he does it. Great. And then he, as he's driving home from that. Funkadelic came on Sirius XM. He's like, oh, I like the sound of that. And he made a Funkadelic record. Right. I just love that. I cannot wait to see what this guy's interested in next. Like, and you're right, Ben. It, it's not all great, but that is obviously not the point. The oh, point totally. is the point is the journey, is the process. And he's just like a just living. He's like this living so authentically transparency on the edge of discovery that uh, I deeply admire this guy. Uh, no matter whether the art is good, great, or outstanding, like he he is a person to watch. When he makes art, it is something is he, to see. How's this guy have time for this? To be in movies, to to write, to act, to record a record. It's amazing. Right. I mean, well, it reminds me that, you know, it's that great story uh, Lou Reed used to tell when Andy Warhol was paying his rent and Andy would call him. And be, How many songs did you write today? And Lou had, <laughs> had written none. Right. He just slept in late and went and got the newspaper. But he, he pissed off that Andy was pushing him. He's like, I wrote 10. He's like, you won't be young forever. You should write 15. And I Andy just love <laughs> that's Andy Warhol calling Lou Reed. Like, you think you're just going to like talent is going to ooze out of you like there's a limited amount of magic in the bottle. And this guy knows that. And he's just shaking it as hard as he can. And the I, rocket sauce. Yeah. For it. 
Yeah. He oh, also just great. completely seems to bounce from one thing to the next yeah. Yeah. with real right. joy in his heart. Right. Like I didn't, I, I had mixed feelings about the movie solo, but I thought his young Lando Calrissian yeah, was man. laugh out. Yeah. The second he walked, I was like, ah! like it just <laughs> killed me, <laughs> killed me how funny it was. And it yeah. was completely self-conscious. Um, and, and Atlanta's like that too. Like, uh, he's just got a really, really, really good sense of taste for it. And I also think that one one way he stays busy and productive is he goes from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next. And he thing. and he can walk away, right? He just sound like I yeah. don't have to make I don't have to make awaken ever again. Oh and he yeah, won't. no, dude. And this record, so uh, it's because of the internet it was a medium sized hit, and you know he played at Bonnaroo and stuff. And I'm sure that there was pressure on him to like put on another rap record. Yeah, and let's he was go. Like, no, I'm going to nah. make Atlanta. And and I mean, people forget now because Atlanta was a huge hit. That was a super weird, like I remember oh, yeah. before it came oh, yeah. out, I watched an interview with him and they were like, well, what's it about? And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's about rap in Atlanta. And they were like, oh, that's interesting. And they made it sound like it was going to be um, like the TV show Empire. And then yeah. the person was <laughs> ready like, to yeah. ask the next question. And he was like, and it's also like uh, Twin Peaks. It's a surreal <laughs> science fiction rap in Atlanta statement about what it's like to be black in America. And then the interviewer was like, oh. <laughs> and then, but then, which is amazing. It was, it was, it was. I know, isn't that freaking crazy? Yeah. That was and actually what, what it was. And incredibly entertaining at the same time. Yeah. 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 God bless well, I've, you. I've already been told by my daughter that I have to pick This Is America. Uh, is that 2019 when that comes up? I think it's 18, yeah. But I 18, figured that yeah. one of you guys would choose. Yeah, it, so she, she's demanded it, and uh, I think she's it's right. All, it's all yours. You can have that one. All right. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to do that. But for 2013, gentlemen, I'm going to go to England, and I'm going to go to another singer-songwriter, but he used to be a punk band singer-songwriter who was like straight edge, and then he left that behind good friends with Billy Bragg. His name is Frank Turner. You're kidding me. Ben's going to lose his mind. I'm a Frank Turner guy for sure. What do you got? Uh, and he's got a song in 2013 called Recovery. Recovery by Frank Turner. Blacking in and out in a strange flat in East London Somebody I don't really know just gave me something to help settle me down and to stop me from always thinking about you and you know your life is heading in a questionable direction When you're up for days of strangers and you can't remember anything Except the way you sounded when you told me you didn't know what I should do It's a long road up to recover Like every other day and just like every boring blues when I get swallowed by the pain. Oh, darling, sweet lover, won't you help me to recover? That's the refrain he goes out with at the end of the song. And that refrain kills me every time. Darling, sweet lover, won't you help me to recover? I, I don't know this guy at all, but I dig this song. So here's my question. Oh, shit. No, no, no. When I hear a song, when a song knocks me on my ass like that, uh -huh. yeah, I go like that's when I go Frank Turner into the into the interwebs and I get myself get myself a bunch of Frank Turner and start digging in. But you're like, I love this song. Who's this Frank Turner guy? You're, and then you go you're gonna doop -a -doop -a -doop, <laughs> and you walk away. Like it's like it's like you're like in the desert excavating and you find yeah. like the, the eyeball of the Tutankhamun face. You're like, cool eyeball. Oh. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. <laughs> you know, keep rushing. By the so way, Tim, this is very Okaran. This is Gen Z. My daughters do the same thing. So, because what I do, you're my daughters will this. play me a song yeah. and they're like, I love this song, and I'm yeah. like, damn, I like that song too. I'm like, are there other good songs? And they're like, wouldn't know. Uh -huh. Right. I right. I go to Spotify. And I go to that song and then I click play song radio and then Spotify curates a, a whole uh, list of, of similar songs. But in hurting. that way, 
I get to learn about even more artists like Frank Turner. The artists that your corporate masters want you to like. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, wow. (laughs) Actually, honestly, I would be willing to do that. I just haven't found the algorithm to my liking. And then when I tell my girls that, they're like, oh, that's because you haven't used it enough, which is probably right. Like, you really have to dig in time to let the machine know you for it to find the things. Well, what ticks me off is like, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I don't know how it does this, but I'll put in a song. And freaking Paul Simon will oh, somehow yeah, dude, come totally. up every well, time. Will, like, stop right, shoving right, Paul the Simon down my throat. Wants you to go back to the five songs no, everybody no, no. listens. That's yeah. not it. The algorithm uh. actually outs you as a loser, and that's why I don't like to listen to the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll play. I don't I'm care like, about me and Julio. No, no. I'll be like, oh, oh, here's a song. I wonder what the algorithm would give me, and then they immediately give me a song I hate, and I'm like, oh, look at what a freaking loser stop I am. It. The algorithm is being like, people who are like this also like that, and I'm like that. That's horrible. <laughs> But that's not totally true. I know like Pandora does the same thing. And like, I know the guys who work for Pandora who decide what songs are like. I mean, like, and I watch them get that all wrong. Like I watch them match up songs. I'm like, what on earth were you thinking? Like, I mean, they're remember. I thought it was AI was doing it based on like the number of beats per minute. They they are now. But like when it first started, there were they hired 50 guys and it was almost all guys (laughs) to like decide like if you like the kinks then you also like this band and you this also band. like that and they built the algorithm like that way the idea yeah. being that like you know human ears would create a better algorithm but then you just had like guys who really wanted everybody to listen to frank zappa like oh well that that's like frank zappa. <laughs> they, they pushed they pushed <laughs> stuff down people's throats that's so, brilliant know. That's fine. The algorithm also, some of it is that they know who you are, or where you live, and all of that stuff. And so that doesn't help you and me either, Timmy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen this. What am I, I like? I was like, I just scrolling through Facebook and an yeah. ad came up. And usually I just don't pay attention. I'm not even insulted. Uh huh. That came up that was like middle aged, short, bald men like this. There's <laughs> literally a picture of middle aged, short, bald men. And it was like, are you Hello. an undersized fat guy? And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, Facebook. Fuck you. Wrong. Wrong. I am not that. I took a screenshot. And I sent it to my whole family. I was like, I hate Facebook. I'm taking two days off. I was so mad. So mad. And that's How what the Spotify. You, I was like, that's not uh, okay. Uh, All you have to do is look at a picture of me. Yeah. Help the brother out. I'm a hip, happy guy. Hey, um, hair. I love Frank Turner. I like that selection. I like the record before that better. England Keep okay. My Bones is my favorite. Yeah. That was the one that drove me wait, mad wait, wait. for him. Call England originally. what? England, England Keep, keep, my, keep My Bones. Keep my it's bones. like an ode to England. Um, oh, I, I like think it's it. the song Rivers that's my favorite about how basically there's rivers and sea and that's what's kept them safe and stuff. But yeah, I dig him. And in particular, I really like the way you said it. Like, I like how he is a punk sensibility to it. Yeah. And then recast in this acoustic light. Super likable. Super likable. Yeah. And yeah. That without without being social distortion, like you, that could get. Oh, it yeah, it turns ugly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, get, it can get. But he doesn't. He doesn't turn on like Ben. Ben shoved frank turner down my throat from overseas do you remember that you discovered frank turner when you were in cambridge oh is that and true like, yeah and we would talk like you know once a month because the cell phone minutes were were really expensive and we talked four times that summer and like have you bought the frank turner record yet don't make me buy it here and mail it to you in the united states i i was like all right all right all right oh gosh that's hilarious yeah but it, yeah he is good i'm a fan he's that's all right choice. Timmy continues the hot streak. Frank Turner. Yeah, I got a, I got a little hot streak going. And, um, you know, I almost cheated. I I never um, – th- two of my favorite all-time songs I haven't picked in this podcast. And there was, a, there was a Pogues album that came out this year that was like a retrospective. Um, and I almost picked a song off that. But I, I felt it would be That's- cheating. That's super cheap. You can't pick off the greatest hits. That's, and, and that's, I, that would have wanna, really hurt our feelings for sure. I, I, yeah, I didn't want to cheat. I wouldn't do that. What was uh, the year that you chose a David Bowie song? beforehand. That was so bad. That, that one was really. All right. The, well, best we part was, out of time. the best part was Jeff and I were like, well, this is a terrible selection. You were like, you don't like David Bowie? It was so yeah. good. He really pushed back at us. How dare you? He just died. <laughs> All right, fellas. That was great. Well later. Done, good stuff. Uh, next week, uh, perhaps a member of Wilco will be on our podcast. 
crazy as that might seem, um, we are not. Now you have to make it happen. Otherwise, we just sound like huge right. Money. But guys, listen, we are not bringing up the impossible Germany controversy. Why? No, no, that would be insulting to him. Dude, All there's right. nothing we could well, do to insult that guy. Do you know how many you. crazy music lunatics have cornered that poor bastard after a show and like <laughs> really given him a hot point. spit take way too yeah. close to his face about Wilco yeah. songs and how they should do them? Like, we are going to be lambs compared to We'll be to a breeze. Sure. Oh, no, and also yeah. what will happen is, Tim, you'll be like, hey, we had some thoughts on Impossible Germany. And Jeff will be like, it's my favorite Wilco song. And the guy will be like, wow, that's great. I really like that. And you'll be like, man, then I'll be like, I also like it. <laughs> it's my favorite too. I, I can't. I will not be able to squeeze that out. Like I would be struck by lightning if I said that. But there's no way I'm going after a member of Wilco. Dude, you should go the other way. You should do the, the George Costanza when he meets uh, when he meets Steinbrenner. Yeah. I wish That's I right. could say the same. <laughs> that would be all uh, right, gentlemen. Well Talk to you later. Hey, if you're having as much fun as we are, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a shout. And then check us out on Twitter or at our Facebook page, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.